Welcome to Human Connections, an oral history podcast program curated by students in the Literary Arts Department at Mississippi School of the Arts. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Over today's episode is yours truly, Taylor Lafayette. I am a senior at Mississippi School of the Arts as a literary discipline. I am originally a native of Benoit, Mississippi, which is in the Mississippi Delta. I was honored enough to interview Andrew Nita Williams, a broadcast journalist for the Delta News, about her experience as a black woman in the news industry. I also plan on majoring in broadcast journalism, which is why this was such an awesome opportunity. Ms. Williams gave me insights into her everyday routine as a, in life as a news reporter. She is also a native to the Mississippi Delta, not far from where I stay. This interview took place on October 26th. Ms. Williams and I spoke vastly about both of our upbringings in the Mississippi Delta. She spoke of her experience as the only no, as the only Delta native newscaster at the Delta news station and how important representation is within a community. Not only did we speak about representation as a black woman Delta native, but also as a representative of black women in media and how they are often viewed and criticized. And I didn't have that, honestly. I don't know if I didn't get out there hard enough to look for it, but I know for a fact, when I was coming up, I saw black women on TV, you know, that's when we were, I, I mean, I noticed it. I turned on the TV, I'm like, hey, that lady's black. But being from the Delta, that's another level. That's another level. People don't understand it unless you're from the Delta. Mm-hmm. But you understand, like being from the Delta, I think that was one of my biggest obstacles that I had to overcome. Because not even just talking about being a black woman in media, but being a black woman in media from the Delta, like you attach that to it. That's a whole nother obstacle that people just don't even know about, don't even understand. Like people don't know how much we want better, how much we want to become better and the sacrifices that our parents or that we had to make to be in a position that we're in. They don't understand. They really so, don't. Mm-mm. It's just like seeing someone prosper from the like I keep saying it, but like it's just such a refreshing thing to see because you don't see it that often. No, you don't. You don't see it. So I ended up when I was in college, I found out that Delta News hired a girl from the Delta. Um, what's her name? Mara Scott. Do you remember her? I don't think so. Um, well, Mara. She's from the Delta as well. I didn't really get a chance to talk to her that much because by the time I made it there, she was already gone. But Mara was from Greenville, and they hired her. And I'm like, wow. But since Mara's gone, I'm the only one from the Delta that works there. Everyone I work with, Lakia, she's from Atlanta. Chase is from Tennessee. Marvin is from Texas. Um, Ty is from Florida. You just have all these people coming in from different states, and they're nice. But what a better person to understand the Delta than a Delta person, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I tell you, I mean, I don't think it's a mistake that I'm here. Somebody needed to see that a product of the Delta could come back and make the Delta better or inspire the youth, you know, and inspire other people to want to get involved in journalism or media or TV, you know? Mm-hmm. That is true because, yes, we really did, honestly. 
Yeah, really do. And a lot of people, they don't know that I'm from the Delta. So it's like any opportunity that I get, I try to let people know, like, hey, you know, I was born in Clarksdale, lived there until I was about seven, moved to Rosedale. I graduated from Rosedale High School. I mean, I went to Rosedale Elementary, Middle School, and High School, and then I went to Ole Miss. So, I mean, whichever way, I live in Clarksdale again, but either way it goes, it's like I'm Bolivar County and Cahoma County. Like, I'm still, like, from the Delta, but I'm more so relate to Bolivar County because I spend more time there. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know all about Ray Brooks. <laughs> I know all about it. So, and I mean, I have family from both places, so. I lost my train of thought because I was listening to you. I am so sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. I don't have to be at work until um, one or two today. I'm filling in for Lakia. That's a big job, too. I mean, you know Lakia, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, Lakia's on vacation the week before last was my first time filling in for her. I did it for the entire week. And then they told me, hey, um, you're gonna have to fill in again for her <laughs> the last week of October. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, you know. But that's another thing that kind of makes me nervous because I do the weekend show. I can do that. I've gotten accustomed to it. I'm used to it. But the evening show, that's our most rated and most viewed show. So I was kind of like freaking out like, oh my gosh, I got to make sure I get my hair done. I got to make sure I do my makeup and do this, that, and the third. And And I just been making it happen this, well, Monday, today's my first day, but I just been making it happen since I've been filling in for her. But it's definitely kept me on my toes. Oh, I know something that um, we didn't talk about that maybe we should talk about, but I don't even know. Okay, I know a big issue right now is image, like for black women. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we have all these conversations about whether or not natural hair is professional or not, or like braids are professional or not professional. It's just so amazing to me how people are being called out for being themselves, you know? And I really just honestly don't know how to feel about it because I recently had braids on air. And I know there are probably some people who were upset about it, you know? And I'm not gonna lie, one of one of my coworkers was kind of like, you have braids and you have nails. And I'm like, what do you mean, you know? Because <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what? <laughs> and, I mean, it's just amazing to me how our culture, like, things that we embrace, it can be deemed unprofessional. But I just feel like if someone is is neat and they're presentable, then, like, what's the problem? Exactly. Yeah. And I know I was looking at this post, and I can send it to you if you want me to, but there's this girl in Memphis. Her name is Simone Woolridge. She had braids on air, and someone inboxed the station page, and they were like, I couldn't concentrate because Miss Woolridge's hair was very childish. And I'm like, is it childish because she's black? Because I feel like if another race or another person had those same braids, then they wouldn't have that comment. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so that kind of adds pressure to it as well. And it's not even just white people or people of another race that are, like, criticizing black women and image. Sometimes it's your own people. It is. It's so stigmatized, especially especially in the community. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. You always have somebody that's worried about your hair or your makeup or if you have the right weave or if your wig split in the right place. It's just... Always somebody minding your business. <laughs> so hard out here because you don't know if you change your hair. If somebody, we have people that inbox the page and say, "Oh, I like Taylor's hair tonight. Didn't really like it yesterday." And you're like, "Who asked you?" <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the connection Miss Williams and I were able to obtain during the duration of this interview. Throughout it, we discussed her background in journalism, including her experiences as a black journalism student at Ole Miss. Returning to the Delta to pursue her career and her strive for success within the career field as a black woman and how she remains positive through her practice within her religious beliefs. One of my favorite moments of this interview was when we delved deeper into the topic of hair discrimination and maintaining identity within a newscasting workspace. Not everyone is accepting of traditional black hairstyles and seems to think that conforming or assimilating to societal ideas of professionalism created to cater to a white society is a more presentable and correct way. We discuss not only how she combats these stigmas, but also how she embraces her identity as a black woman in the world of journalism through the stylings of her hair. <laughs> no, but honestly, that was one of my, that's one of my biggest, like, things with it going into this career because I am natural. I love to wear my natural hair out. My natural hair is not loose and curly. It's very tightly coiled. And that was like one of my biggest things, like, I like to change my hair a lot. Like right now, this style's gonna only be here for like two weeks. <laughs> it's thank you. I like to change my hair a lot. I know it's one of my things of going in this career field. Like, am I gonna have to limit what I do to my hair to maintain a job? Because I know how difficult it is for black women in this field. I had an incident when I was at Ole Miss. Um, we had MAB Day, I believe. That's what it was. But Anyway, it's a big day. They have people from stations across Mississippi. They come and they critique your work and they tell you what you can do better to get hired or become a better journalist. Another pro of like working for the news station there. So we had some people to come in. They weren't even from Mississippi. I want to say they were from Atlanta. And in my reel at the time, my hair kept changing because I'm the type of person I'm like you. I want to have blonde hair. I want to have black hair. I want to have braids. I want to have my natural hair. I just want to switch it up. I just want to be me, you know? And the lady, she was like us. She said, you know, um, I'm just going to be honest with you. You're probably not going to want to hear this, but you probably should stop changing hairstyle so much and wear something consistent for your real. And I was just like, I thought about what she said, and that lingered, and it's still on my mind to this day, because I changed my hair still to this day, and I'm just like, in the process of making a reel, should I stop changing my hair and just get one consistent hairstyle, because that lady said that? Or another thing that we people from the Delta run into, um, they talk about accent. They'll say... If you talk a particular way, you're going to be stuck in Southern markets. Or, But I'm like, you can't say that because look at Oprah. She's from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You can't just trap somebody in the South, you know? And with a few 
classes and speech therapy or something like that, you can't just tell me that I can't go to New York. You know? Mm-hmm. But that's what they do. They place labels on you. So that's another thing, like coming from the Delta. So it's just so much that you have to worry about. So I'm just taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Refreshing and eye-opening is definitely what this interview was when it came to me pursuing a career in journalism as a black woman from the Delta. Like Ms. Williams said, if a person is not from the Delta or have never had a Delta experience, they won't really be able to comprehend the need Deltans have to see and recognize a product of their own community thrive and become successful and decide to return to the place many choose to flee from. I want to personally thank Andrew Nita Williams for taking time out of her busy schedule to bless us all with knowledge and insight into her life and many others as a woman black journalist. Her contributions to society are definitely recognized and appreciated. I want to also personally thank her for taking me under her wing and promising to be a guide for me as I also follow in her footsteps. To all of you tuning in to my podcast, I thank you as well and I hope you that you will take from this the courage to be yourself and never allow your truth to be watered down to conform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us as we present and preserve important voices in our community. More episodes are on the way. In the meantime, follow the literary department on Instagram at MSA Literary. We rise, we fly, we shine.